Blog Talk Radio. All right, genius, you, you ready to get out of here and get this thing started, man? Yeah, yeah, yeah I'm ready. I'm, yeah, I'm, okay. on, I'm on top of it. What's, what's he going to do? This ain't my car. Give me the keys. What do you mean? What do you mean the keys? You know, what I mean the keys is you just press hey, man, the button right there. Yeah. Because you press the you button. I got the key button. back here. Press, you press, press the button. button. Yeah, no, man, no, I, I need a key. Hey, uh, man, this is a new car, man. This is one of them, you know, 2000. Oh, man, this is stupid. I don't want to do that, man. I, I got to protect well, you, my finger, well, man. Well, you just sit there in that case. Oh, man, man it's a genius. I knew you were going to act like that. Button, Come on, man, let's get this get thing moving. Home, boy. All you got to do is press you the button. Let's go. Okay, well, I'll okay, press it then.
Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Grotto. This is your old pal, Zaddy G, and along with his old pal, Starzan. Take the clothes. It's the 60s. We're going back to the 60s, folks. Back to the hippie days, the days of Woodstock. We're going to be talking about Woodstock and playing a great deal of their music that came out of that show and out of that festival. And uh, while we wait for that to start, we're going to get started here in just a bit. But uh, while the rest of the world starts trickling into the grotto, you take your clothes off, throw them in the corner. Let's go skinny dipping in the creek right here in the grotto. <laughs> I've got to, uh, I'm going to play a couple of requests first before I get going on the Woodstock. And, oh, there's Jane Kurt. She's in the house. My lovely friend, Jane. Yay. I hope you can hear me. (laughs) And uh, we also have others listening in on iTunes as well. Thank you, guys. Thank you all for listening. And uh, we're going to start this Woodstock tribute. But first, I have a couple of requests by a lady that I was really an admirer of back in the 70s. And uh, I thought she was something. I got to meet her when I worked in Phoenix uh, for KDKB. And uh, I got to meet her. I got to meet a lot of musicians, actually. Uh, But Maria Muldar, one of them. And uh, I was hot for Maria. What can I say? Uh, It it didn't go anywhere, but, you know, she was was really something. And, And she came up with a couple of really good hits back then. And I'm going to play them here, right here. Thank you, Ford Prefect, for your requests. And hopefully you'll be turning up directly. Here we go. Maria Moldar. Midnight at the Oasis. Send your camel to bed. Painting our faces, traces the romance in our hands. Heaven's holding a half moon, shining just for us. Let's slip off to a sad 
Maria Moldar from her first album from 1972. Yeah, I heard you recently, darling, and I would still take you out. <laughs> yeah. Okay. There you go, Ford. There you go, your request. Okay, moving on to Woodstock. Okay, last week, I'm going to talk about uh, Robbie Robertson, first of all, because he passed away last week, and I was going to do a tribute show to him on last week's show, but at Bong Talk Radio went kablooey, and uh, we had to cancel. So here we are now. Uh, so I'm going to you know, do a little Robbie Robertson tribute to Woodstock as well, because he was there, and uh, combine the two with those, the, this show. Woodstock uh, happened uh, back 54 years ago last Wednesday, to be chronologically correct. And uh, ran through the 17th, 15th through the 17th, three days of peace in music and nothing but peace in music, according to uh, Yasker, Max, La- Max Yasker. Uh, he was up there. He was a farmer, the dairy farmer who owned the property where the festival took place. And, uh, you know, it was it was trampled on, but it was he was OK with it because it was so peaceful and uh you know uh it it made everybody feel really good including himself hats off to people like that and i want to talk also a little bit about the hippie movement okay and because i was a product of that i was a member of that movement as well and i'm going to share my perspective on it a little bit uh before i get into the music I was a little bit younger than most of the hippies that uh, went to the festival. I was about two or three years younger. So uh, I was right behind them, but I I was very definitely influenced by them. And uh, I was coming up in my tender years, 14, 15-year-old kid. And uh, these people were my, my role models. Well, for what I my experience of it all, and through, um, you know the 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 bomb in Vietnam, the presidents, all the assassinations, on up through here, but in seeing that and witnessing this festival, that and, and they were beginning to happen, this was to be one of the first, and how it just wound up people just showed up they started showing up from all corners of the planet basically and um they just crawled up out from out of out of nowhere you know out, out of the woodwork from everywhere and showed up to this thing and it was called a disaster area but to the witnesses to the show and to the festival people who were there uh, there was no disaster. They were helping one another. Uh, they got the National Guard in on it, so they were dropping them food and supplies, dry clothing, uh, medical stuff. And, and you know, they were being taken care of. People in town, in, in the, the little towns uh, of uh, Bethel, New York, where this property was just outside of Bethel, wasn't Woodstock. It was Bethel, New York, is where it took place. Went into their houses, to, went to their own pantries, and you know got out canned goods, 
you know, bread, whatever, you know, frozen stuff, whatever they could donate to this thing. People ate. I mean, people got fed. And there was absolutely no violence involved. In fact, there were two babies born. I haven't heard any updates of what happened to those babies. That'll be another show if I can find out. But, uh, you know, it, that is remarkable. It tried to it tried to be repeated in 99, and it failed dismally. Um, <laughs> it was, yeah, people had gotten angry, and they had lost the message. But it was remarkable of the hippie movement and being part of that. It's like we rose up out of nowhere. See, we came out. We came from, you know, our parents, our fathers, who fought in World War II. You know, World War II was the big turn turning point. And Bob Dylan called the atom bomb the progenitor to rock and roll. And I think he's not far off there, because that's kind of where it all started. You know. Um, anyway, on to Woodstock. Welcome, everybody. It's enough out of me, you know, to the hippie movement. (laughs) Here we go. Let us be talking about very free and easy. 
Hey man, I just gotta say that you people have gotta be the strongest bunch of people I ever saw. <laughs> three days, man, three days. We just love you. We just love you. Tell them who we are. They don't know what you just saying. Hello, Tess, 4965. Hi. Yeah! Ladies and
Thank you, we needed that. <laughs> this is our second gig. This is the second time we've ever played in front of people, man. We're scared shitless. <laughs> Crosby, Silver, Nash. Yeah, I'm put my pants down here. No. Um... <laughs> Crosby, Stills, and Nash, yeah, they that was the first time, the second time that they appeared anywhere together. So, Okay, the next artist, uh, Richie Havens, he was the first one actually to show up because of the traffic jams. They had to start flying in the talent from on helicopters, right? Well, before they got any of the helicopters going, he was there. He showed up early, and they put him on way early long before anybody else. So Richie Havens actually was on the stage for about three hours, two, over two hours in the hot sun, just playing his heart out, playing away. And and it was great while people were moving in and milling about. And uh, he was there for quite a while. Of course, it made him extremely famous. But uh, he, he was the start. He started things off. Before any of the other talents started showing up. Here we go. Richie Havens. Guitar of mic, please. Guitar mic. Freedom, 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 freedom
love you. And don't y'all forget your boogie. Thank you. Ladies and gentlemen, Ken he. Ladies and gentlemen, Candy Heat. Yeah, the Woodstock Boogie was that one. Okay, this next one. I was going to do a tribute to Robbie Robertson last week when Bong Talk Radio went kaput. <laughs> and so uh, I'm going to roll it over into this. And I'm going to make a, you know, just a mini tribute to Robbie Robertson and the band. Uh, and it's appropriate because he was at Woodstock. In fact, he wrote this next song. R.I.P. Robbie. Uh, I, ho- I hope it's not long before I follow you. Who knows? <laughs> Here we go. Find some place where I can lay my head Yeah. 
I see it. I see it all. I see the people. I hear the music. I smell the smells. And they are a variety of smells between the marijuana and, you know, the fact that there weren't really any um, facilities for bathing and stuff, except for Filipino Pond, which many people um, did take advantage of. I was not one of them. I did not get naked. <laughs> I was 17. I was still a little shy. To see that many people in one place on the same page for three days, laughing, crying, kissing, hugging, sharing. This was a hippie attitude. That's, I'm still a hippie. And I'll never not be a hippie because that's my life. I'd never been with so many people, let alone 400,000 people, who were all of the same purpose and uh, there for the same thing, which is music, peace, and love. And, uh, and that was very life-changing. My girlfriend and I were babysitting, and we had an option of taking a ride to Woodstock in lieu of payment. And so we took it. And they dropped us off at the corner of 17B in Monticello. And we walked 11 miles to get to the concert. And that was Saturday morning at 6 a.m. and we arrived at noon on Saturday. We rented a house in the little village of Woodstock. It was time to do the show. They took us to Kingston and put us in a Holiday Inn. And uh, that night we were partying with the Who, the Jefferson Aeroplane. Gonna spend a the night there and then they're gonna come pick us up in the morning in helicopters. The helicopters looked like something they used in the Korean War or something. They called them grasshoppers in those days. Yeah. And I said, let's go. I was high enough to go. And so we got on the helicopters. And all of a sudden, slowly but surely, the people got more and more and more going up the highway. And the parked cars and the people walking. And it was a long distance, you know, 50 miles maybe. Before we got back, it was still up in the air. I couldn't believe the amount of people below me. It was just totally amazing. I mean, I've never seen so many people in one place in my life. It may have been Sly and the Family Stones performance. Because, you know, it was probably, I look in my journal that I kept, it was probably in the wee hours of the morning when they came out and everybody's energy was lagging a little bit, but it came right back up and all those hundreds of thousands of people were uh, alive and enjoying themselves again. I, I, I think my favorite was Santana. Um, Janice was just incredible. Sly and the Family Stone. They were so dynamic and brought everybody to their feet and it was Everything was amazing. Everything was amazing. I loved it. Sly Stone. He was incredible. That band was the hottest thing happening. Performers. No one performed like they did. Uh, no one was as exciting as them, watching them perform. I mean, uh, they were a real show band. Not only that, but they had the tunes to back all that up. Uh, R&B wasn't even rock and roll, man. You know what I mean? 
generation.
Thank you very much.